This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Oh, the party absolutely rages on. We're in the backyard. The neighbors were using a, you know, a variety of high-powered tools, uh, doing something back there. I'm not quite sure what, but it feels like they've stopped, and we'll just pray that they are done with their reno for the day, and if not, we'll just see what happens. But Let's get into the podcast. The guest is so funny and fantastic. It's Timothy Simons. Tim, welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm so happy to be here. I was brought into this a lot earlier than I thought I was. I thought the introduction (laughs) was going to be much longer. Well, I, you know, I had a a rich morning. I uh, folded laundry and played Nintendo. Uh Uh, So there's not much left to talk about. What'd you play? I played Wave Race 64, if you must ask. Have you ever played this game? Wave Rider 64? Wave Race 64. Wave Race 64. It's about, it's maybe one of the best video games ever made. Uh, Nintendo 64? Yeah, it was on Nintendo 64, and they've recently re-released. Oh, it's on the Switch, like the emulator on, the, on Switch. Right, right. Okay. You've never played it? I haven't. Oh, Tim. Do you play video games? I do. Did do you, you like have it? it when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's, uh, but I'll say it holds up. Uh, aged like a fine wine. I this thing is it's a real vibe uh-huh. and you're on your little jet ski flying around it's so hard but uh you put on some music in the background or put on the game soundtrack which is really good uh-huh i i'm now just rec- listener you've got to play wave race 64 uh is, is this brought to you by <laughs> this is by a- <laughs> uh, nintendo switch's uh <laughs> Wave Race 64. Nintendo 64 emulator absolutely this Wave is a sponsored po- uh sponsored not a post but will eventually become a post. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a sponsored podcast by Wave Race 64. As far as I, it's kind of a uh, a service project I'm running here for the video game. I don't want to tell. I obviously am not. I didn't come here today to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> but it feels like there should be like some proactive reaching out to the Wave Rider people. Tim, 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 it's Wave Race. Wave Race. I'm so, see, this is like. But see, this is why I have got to get the word out. They've got to get the word out. Yes, we've got to raise awareness, uh, you know, help people with their Wave Race literacy. Can I ask you a follow-up question? I would love, I I mean, I've never spoken publicly, as far as I know about Wave Race 64, so I'm happy to. 
is is today the first day that you've played it in like of late of late no uh let's see what's we're currently recording on monday i believe saturday was the day that i had to edit an episode of this podcast mm-hmm. and so or i mean annalise our producer does the real editing i had to listen through so i thought i'll play wave race while listening perfect experience Okay. Outside of having to hear my own voice. But the rest of that was nice. Do you think I have another follow-up question not related to Wave Race? Okay, let's see. So do you think this is the kind of thing, like, are you, do you think it's going to be a day-to-day thing Mm. for you? Or is it just going to, like, last a week and then kind of fade out? Like, are you able to save your progress? Are you looking to beat your own times? That's an excellent question. I never, I'm not the sort of person who looks to beat their own times. Okay. Uh, But I do, uh, I, I can imagine this being maybe a weekly or... Every, every other week, maybe there's a new album to listen to that I want to hear or a podcast I want to listen to. And this is the thing I put on while listening. Okay. It's, I mean, I'm telling you this thing is ageless, timeless, classic. Okay. It, oh, is there, are there like some jumps and flips involved? Oh yeah, you're doing flips. You're doing handstands. I think I may have, I think I may have played <laughs> See, I just figured before. if we talked about it for 20 minutes, I would finally uncover this memory for you. Yeah. What sort of video games are you playing? Uh, can I, uh, I'm gonna answer that question. Okay. I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to like vague away from it or be like, this is not something I want to talk about. So like pleasantly, I'm trying to just change the sub. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to like stick to talking. Points. Right, right, right. You were here, sent here by Nintendo. Yes. So when you say that you were editing, yes. and that Annalise does most of the editing, and how much editing are you actually doing after? <laughs> um, after it, it depends. I mean, I'm. I'll usually hear like a small thing and ask for it to be removed or like, oh, this is a little slow. Can we speed this up? But I try to keep as little editing out of the process as possible. Okay. Uh, Annalise obviously cleans up the audio and then sends it to me and I just make sure it's not the worst thing in the world. So you do listen to it all the way through? All the way through. And sometimes that's a challenge. I I do not like listening to my own voice. And so it's like, I really have to psych myself up and have a decent amount of coffee and find something and in this case, and probably every other future case, Wave Race 64. Okay. okay. And you're able to do the two things at once. You're able to like use both those parts of your brain and not have one suffer. I think that uh, like with a racing video game or like a, I'll occasionally play a Tetris while doing it, it doesn't require that much concentration. That's, yeah. Are you a Tetris player? I was... Uh, I had a, like a game, what, a Game Boy, I guess. Of course, right. The Game green Boy. one with the green screen or later version? Uh, the green screen. Almost impossible um, to see. Played that. My parents wouldn't let us have video games. Okay. Like we didn't have a Nintendo or a Nintendo 64. Okay. So I was, we, I don't know, like I had to go over to friends' houses. So like all of these things are sort of tenuous until I got to college. Right. And then you but went I, crazy. And then I went, I went a little bit crazy. And then, but now, I mean, like, I think now I will... Uh, there is, uh, I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild. Oh, and wonderful. I like. I, I think getting a Switch for my kids last summer, it reminded me of why video games are fun. It seemed like fun video games again. Right. A lot of video games I don't find fun at all. No. I find them kind of miserable experiences that make me anxious or not, uh, they're just not enjoyable. And a lot of people love that sort of thing. And I think that's great. Like the grinders, those people who are like, I'm going to put 400 hours into uh-huh. this. Like I would have loved to have been one of those people. I would they... love to get sucked into a thing like that. Could you imagine? I... <laughs> could you imagine honestly enjoying anything that much? <laughs> I I am sitting here and I'm going to look at you. I absolutely cannot imagine. <laughs> I have, this is a weekly struggle for me where I'm like, there has to be one thing on planet Earth 
that I can enjoy, that will like take up time that I'll be like, oh, I'm immersed. Yeah. I this is all I think about. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it probably speaks to a greater problems in my brain that uh, I, I'm struggling to find something like that. Probably, I mean, the last thing was probably Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is incredible. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a real, and it's because it's like just challenging enough yeah. that it like activates your brain, but it's not like stressing me out yes. or making me unhappy. Like when I hear about what Elden Ring, where oh. It, oh, oh, I hear about that and I'm like, I, that, I, it sounds like it would be so great, but I just, I can't do it. It's another life. It's another life. It's like having a secret family or something. How fucking awful at this <laughs> one. Like, ah, goddamn. So have you finished Breath of the Wild? No, I mean, like, I think right now I'm just kind of running around trying to grab some temples, sure. trying to get up those spires that give you the maps. Oh, sure, sure. You know what I mean? The tower things out in the... the yes. Right, you go up and then the little blue drop falls down. Yes. The sound effect is lovely. I kind of wish that they'd like maybe bring that down. This is again for all our Nintendo <laughs> uh, executive listeners. Like kind of maybe like we don't need that little, you know, side cut animation every time. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you eventually get it. I You're get like, it. okay. And I, even like the like press the little plus thing to skip. You know what oh, I mean? I love like, a plus I just, to skip. just skip it. Yeah. It, yeah. If, this, it. if the skip is available, why is it there in the first place? Let's just get rid of it. Throw Can it I away. tell you something super dorky? I would love to hear something there dorky. There is a... Uh, like a, a somewhat, I was going to say hyper-realistic, but that's not true. But a realism is its goal. Uh, golf video game that's coming out uh, in next month that I'm actually like really excited and about. So when you say realism is its goal, what does that mean? Because I've, uh, I think probably the last golf video game I played was probably on Windows 98 mm -hmm. and was like a weird little cardboard cut animation right. guy. And you have to make sure the thing gets right in the middle of the swing. And then yes. So when you're this realistic video game, what your golfing game, what does that mean? Well, I mean, like I guess when I'm saying that it's less Tiger Woods 08, okay. where you could just hit like you know 400. You're always like making holes in one on par fives and stuff like that. Right. It's just kind of got a little bit like arcadey and cartoonish, and also like Mario Golf on Switch. Is oh, I love really a fun. Mario Golf. Mario Golf is great. Right. But, like, that is just, like, arcade fun. Like, this is, like, you play a PGA Tour season. And you have to pick the right clubs and... Yeah, you know, you probably, you're probably able to, like, as you get better, you know, you find your accuracy gets a little bit better. Right. You're and trying to work on all aspects of the game. Are you riding around in the golf cart? Is it the whole experience? <laughs> well, obviously not, because on the well, PGA <laughs> Tour, they walk. They don't use golf oh, carts on the well, PGA this, Tour. Oh, my ignorance What is kind of question full, is full that? Full blast right now. <laughs> they walk the entire time? Yeah, they walk the entire time. That's part of the challenge. I don't want like to the... climb to the top of that mountain and then have to walk the whole way. I someone oh, should be at riding. And you can do whatever. Well, but somebody should be driving me around if I'm a PGA level person. I should get any form of transportation I want. You're not wait. So you're saying during the round? During the rounds, uh, once I've hit the ball, I should get onto my vehicle of choice, be it motorcycle, wave uh -huh. race vehicle, wave race. Uh, golf cart, uh -huh. and they drive me to wherever I need to go. In my head, uh, one of my kids does this thing where they're like, they come up to me and they're pretty big now. So this is getting harder. They're like, Papa, chair. And what that means is I carry them in front of me like they're sitting in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk around the house. It's like it's like a king being like Cleopatra being delivered. <laughs> this and is so what I, I pictured want. somebody <laughs> carrying you down to a golf course, like you're like Philip chair, <laughs> and just 
getting carried down. But why become a PGA-level person if not to have someone carry you around like Pa? Or what do your kids call you? Uh, Papa. Papa. Yeah. Uh, that, and that's what I would call my... What is the person that helps you in golfing? Uh, caddy. The caddy. I would so say ca- uh, Papa. I would call my caddy Papa. And then this person would carry me around the course. I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I you know... I fail to see a, a flaw in it as well. <laughs> and if anyone else does, I guess I just won't try uh, getting to that level. There's got to be something in it for you. There's, there must, simply must be something other than being the best golfer in the world. Uh, they do fly around on private jets a lot. That's true. They get, and they get a jacket. Is that correct? Some sort, if you win, you, you get a jacket. Win. There are like specific tournaments where you can win a jacket. Okay. You don't just get one. And is the jacket pre-made before the thing so it's like ill-fitting when you win it? Or do they customize it? To, or is the jacket just an idea? I, no, the jacket is the jacket is very literal. Okay, okay. These are not people. These are not people that think in metaphors. <laughs> these are not like these are not like esoteric or what is the meaning of this? They're like that's a jacket and <laughs> right. you put it on when you're here. At, it, they're so literal about the jacket that you can't wear the jacket anywhere else. Wait, where do you get to wear the jacket? The jacket, you can only wear it when you're at Augusta National. What? Like the green and then they lock jacket? it up? Well, I think they just hang it up. There's just one jacket? No, there, well, there's one jacket like per person. Well, okay, I don't know okay. one jacket. Yeah, one jacket per person. I think if it rips or breaks, you can get another jacket. Get it tailored or what have you. But like, I have been to the Masters and they are so, they, they care about the jackets. Do the jackets evolve with fashion and time or they, is it always the same jacket? It's always the same jacket, the same... Cut? The sa- I don't know. Here's the one thing I would say. The logo and the jacket... Oh, there they are. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. What is that tool? That's- I, that, I think, is a uh, like a router. Uh, oh, it's and what does that do? Or it's a... My neighbor did this to their... Uh, during the middle of the pandemic. Right in the fucking... Right in the middle of it. Well, kind of like right in the middle of a podcast. Kind of like right in the middle of the podcast. They started refinishing their... Oh, how long did this project go on? A fucking month. And it was <laughs> the kind of noise that was like... I, there was one time I was on Mushrooms and a <laughs> fire alarm went off. And it was oh. when they figured out like, <gasps> oh, what if, we, what if we made a fire alarm that was like your body tells you you cannot be in this space anymore. It's not like a suggestion. <laughs> it is like, it is them saying like, no, we, you're not allowed here anymore. Oh. Your body rejects being there. And that's what that noise is. And it went on for a month and it got to the point. You're already on edge. I mean, yeah. mid-pandemic. Mid-pandemic. Okay, we have a few things to discuss yes, here quickly. We've, yeah. we've got to get back to the jackets, yes, but I do want jackets. to know where you were on mushrooms when the alarm went off. I was at, um, I can't remember exactly what they're called, but they were basically the north side uh, apartment villages at my college. So if Ooh. you were on the south side, that'd be York Village. Okay. So it was like the north end equivalent of York Village. So if there was anybody like, and if you have any like University of Maine listeners The entire there, audience is U of M. A U of M. Alum. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> we, <have> a, <laughs> we make sure they graduate before they get to listen. So. Uh, they, these people know exactly what you're talking about. So we're up there at those sort of like apartments, but you're still on campus kind of thing. Right. Um, 
I think it was really close to the time when, I mean, like, I am going to date myself with this, but it doesn't matter. It was like, uh, oh, it was when Al Gore was like the 2000 and whatever election when Al Gore lost to George Bush. And Jello Biafra came to the U of M campus and was like, you guys should vote for Nader. And we were like, fuck (laughs) yeah. Oh, boy. It was, so if you ever want to know how fucking susceptible that just some indie rock shithead coming in and being like, do this. We were like, yeah, we fucking will. Jello Biafra. I mean, if somebody shows up in person, they're going to, they may sway you. I got tricked into signing a petition recently simply because it was a person to person contact. And I, I told the person, I hope you're not tricking me. And they said, we're not tricking you. Later on, I learned I was tricked. Of course you were. <laughs> this has happened but twice. I, I admire that, that you're like, look, I'm going to be upfront about this. Like, you can hurt. You're like a dog <laughs> exposing its belly in that moment. Just like, hurt me. I don't care. I just need connection. <laughs> right. It's exactly that. The la- And the time before that, I signed a thing to make California break into like five states. And the person just didn't give me any information. And I had... Until I, I had signed it, then they revealed this. I was like, oh, I don't want my name on this. But yeah. if you're outside a grocery store and you're putting put enough and pressure, I will go for it. They always put it where, like, do you want to help fight for nurses' uh, rights? And you're like, of course I do. Thing. And then you sign it, and they're like, it's only for, like, white nurses. And it's like... <laughs> What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> I should have read the 10 pages on my way to dinner. Yeah. Uh, so I have been tricked twice. Maybe you won't be tricked a third time. The I think that the cut of the jacket... Yes, thank God we're back to the jacket. ...can change with the times. Okay, okay. But I think that the I mean, the color and the logo are consistent. That doesn't okay. change. And the color's green? Yeah, it's a green. Green. It's like, I think they probably have a patent on that green. They own everything. Right. Is it kind of a forest green, or what are we talking about here? Uh, no, it's it's somewhere in between. It's it's in between forest and lime. It's like a, it's Ooh. actually like a nice... Sounds I will like say it's like jacket. a nice green. Okay. The neighbors are absolutely going at it. Annalise, is this Okay. I mean, we can just talk about it. Let's just be, we're real, we're going to be realistic here. Do you think people are going to, do you, let me ask you this. Do you think people are going to turn the episode off because that? (laughs) If they do, I mean, go spend your time somewhere else. If you can't live with me in my backyard and my neighbors renovating their home, Uh then I don't need you. I feel like that's hubris. Okay, so we're inside. We're inside. We've entered the house. The neighbors have won. Mm -hmm. I buckled. I'll just let the record show that apparently the audio matters. Uh, When you've got a podcast, you can't just let your neighbors fully renovate for the full hour. But we we gave them a platform. We We did. People get to hear their tools for a minute. If you can't see it, you can't be it. (laughs) Thank you. When it comes to like using... A planer, a, pla- a planer, or a router, or whatever. Right. I want to give us credit for folding like a house of fucking cards <laughs> out there. <laughs> we were so. I mean, like we acted with authority to be like, we're giving up. We had to give up. I really tried to power through. You did. You I did. tried to just act like the house wasn't on fire when. Mm-hmm. You know, this is if if the house was on fire, we would have both burned to death if I were in charge. A hundred percent. I was given the smallest opening and I kicked through it like it was a Michael <laughs> Mann movie. And I think uh hopefully ultimately for the best. I think ultimately for the best. That would have been bad. But we're now in a kind of a cramped office space mm-hmm. with an unopened box of dog food. Mm-hmm. Uh what kind of dog food do you use? We're using a natural balance lamb and rice, I believe. The dog's allergic to chicken. Oh, do you have a God, dog? I do. What are you feeding your dog? 
we had to switch up to some from like a, a kibble to a wet food because of some urinary tract stuff. Happens but every time. It happens so often. Right. This is well, it's the first time it's happened to me. But the the vet made, seemed to think it was not a very big deal. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, some urinary tract stuff. And we switched it up. But now we're like, we got all this extra kibble. So we're just kind of mixing it in there. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Dave is a fucking particular. <laughs> the dog's a, named Dave. The dog's name is Dave. And what kind of dog is he? He is a mini Labradoodle. Oh, very he, cute. He also, I never had a, I had a dog growing up. And this, so when we were going to get a dog, it was like, okay, well, we're going to wait for the kids to ask us to get a dog. Right. Because um, I've never had a dog as an adult. And I, was, and I was like, oh yeah, a dog would be a good idea because that teaches kids about death. Right. So that shows you where I was at. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, there needs to be like a lesson. It's not just about it. And then we get this dog. Just have fun. You can't, no, you can't just have fun. I, this is the best thing I've ever done. The dog is the fucking best. How long have you had him for? He's uh, two and a half years. Oh, so fairly young and already having the urinary issues. Well, I think it was just temporary. Dave really just fucking decides to throw shit at us. He just like (laughs) starts something and then moves on. He's a little right, temperamental and right. But, I now I am at the point where I'm like this dog has to outlive me. I can't. I honestly can't imagine. Oh my god, it's the worst. It's the worst. It, uh, when that conversation comes up around my boyfriend, he he will get like very emotional. I mean, it's oh. a hard thing to think about. It, yeah, but it's inevitable. It's it is. It's oof, maybe it's I was thing. trying to teach myself about death. <laughs> you hadn't accepted it. Yet. I hadn't accepted it. <laughs> when I'm when my kid was like four. We were like, we're going to wait until the kids asked to get us a dog before we get one. And then the kid asked to get a dog. And we pretended we didn't hear them. <laughs> you just full ignore? Just fully For ignore. how long? Uh, two years. <laughs> <laughs> For a while. For a while. And then what? how did you eventually buckle? I mean, what was the thing that made you think, let's do it? Well, there was sort of like a long, uh, uh, like a... Very long story, but just like a, some therapeutic reasons, oh, sure, sort of sure. child therapy, therapeutic reasons that we ultimately did. Right. Um, Based on the parents not listening to the child for two years. I wonder, you're trying to draw a line between two things that are certainly that not are related. That are clearly related. Clearly. <laughs> I'm a child psychologist, and I and see I, I, exactly what happened. Here. I see what you're doing. You brought me on here <laughs> to prove that I'm. As bad a parent as I think I am. America's worst parent. <laughs> America's yes. wait, that's the name of this podcast? Yes. It's kind of an undercover boss situation. <laughs> I bring on parents. We have a nice chat for a few minutes, and I just I put the pieces together, then expose them as America's new worst parent. Mm-hmm. So for the next week until my next guest, you kind of wear the crown. Okay. What does that look like for me as far as I mean Various government services will be look, checking into your home. Okay. You'll obviously be shamed online. Okay. Yeah, you will not be the cover girl at the pediatrician's office. So let's okay. just say that. No brochures, nothing like that. Unless it's like a like a print, like a photocopied piece of paper that's like, do not let this man in here. <laughs> but they put it with the magazines just yeah, so that everybody be, sees it. That'll be distributed all over the nation, that little warning. But only a week, and then you get the chance to recover. You flipping through a lot of magazines these days? <laughs> I actually will uh, occasionally subscribe to like they'll have a like a whatever magazine will be like get half a year for ninety nine cents. I'm like, of course I'm gonna yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. Did you get a piece of mail that I can flip through and then throw away? 
Why not? Although I, w- I will say I subscribed to Martha Stewart Living uh, with one of these deals and then recently found out that the magazine shut down. I got a piece really? of a piece of mail that said Martha Stewart no longer is a magazine. You're not going to get food and wine or something. I was like, I was there for Martha, and now yeah, that's the draw. Why was this not a headline news? That's what I'm asking. I mean, like that seems to like that seems to sort of shake the foundations of my belief in her biz- business <laughs> acumen. You know what I mean? Like you can't just be closing up shops on- and letting your readers know that way. Yeah, she should have reached out. Were you able to talk to them about some sort of prorated 99 cent thing? <laughs> or were you like, look, I've signed up for Martha, so this is like an 88 cent product or anything like that? I this? should get like 11 cents back. You should. I absolutely should. Maybe I'll get into that with them and try to get my money back because I do feel cheated. I feel like I've uh, been robbed in the night. And Martha is largely to blame. She's yeah. busy opening a restaurant in Las Vegas. That's her new thing. She's opening a restaurant in Vegas? That's as far as her Instagram is telling me. She's got a new place in Vegas. Do you follow Martha Stewart or of did you just course. find this? Okay. I, abs- I mean, anyone that's on Instagram who isn't following Martha Stewart is robbing themselves. Her account is, I mean, she's doing some really amazing things there. Have you been to Vegas recently? I haven't. Do you like Vegas? No. I think I, I love recently realized that I don't. I think it sucks. It's not, a, I mean, I guess it's for a lot of people. It's for a lot of people. But for someone of the things I'm interested in and the things that make me comfortable, Mm -hmm. nothing like that is in Las Vegas. It seems like it's going to be relaxing. We went there recently. (laughs) Seems? Well, I think, so like my wife, I had been out of town for work and we wanted to do like a desert kind of relaxing, kid-friendly pool thing. Oh, sure. And she was like, I don't know, I like found a good deal for like a place that's comfortable in Vegas. So like, right. why don't just fuck it? Let's just drive out there with the kids. It's got like a kid-friendly wave pool. And it just sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. It's so sad. And it's you so see so sad. many bleak things there. And there are just a lot of people who are hanging by a thread. They are. And I and like God bless them. I'm glad that they have I'm glad that somebody has found their happiness. Right. I don't want to Vegas shame anyone. I don't want to Vegas because shame. Because people anybody. do love to be there. And I will say there is some good food there. There is. But oh, no, there's definitely some good food. But I think just I, I really am somebody that like after like that eight and a half hour mark, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I, it's such a concentrated burst of what it is. Yeah. That after that period, it's poisonous gravy. Yes. And uh, the idea of like, people will go on like a week-long vacation to Las Vegas. I'm like, something very wrong. Something something went wrong. What are you getting out of a week in Las Vegas? I don't want to tell people this, but I feel like if you are not looking for Vegas, I love Palm Springs. I'm uh, a big Palm course. Springs guy. But I feel like all of the things, if you want anything that resembles Vegas, but you don't want to go there, I feel like Palm Springs has some shit to offer you. Good food. If you want to gamble, there's that one casino. There's the single casino. Like right in town. Yes. You can oh. stop at the Morongo on the way there. On the way there. Um, I feel like I stayed at the Morongo one You time. did. I feel like somebody had a wedding and I had to stay at the Morongo. Or maybe it was Agua Caliente. The Morongo, I mean, it's an icon. I mean, it's an iconic place. It and is. it's just there and it's the Morongo. And <laughs> if you want to gamble or get a salad bar, uh, that's the stop in the desert. I don't want to tell you how to run your podcast. <laughs> but it feels like if you're not proactively going after Nintendo and Morongo... <laughs> Because you actually did just then a really beautiful ad read for Morongo. 
<laughs> Morongo, reach out. It, I mean, we've got to get Morongo on board. I would love for this to become uh, entirely funded by video games and gambling. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Well, you're getting there. Tim, we have danced around something, uh, a real elephant in the backyard and in this current room uh-huh. for too long. You obviously brought a gift to my podcast. I said no gifts. I did. Uh, it's in a beautiful brown bag. Mm-hmm. So unbelievably tasteful, this Very, bag. Thank you. Uh, I'm furious. Should I open it here on the show? I think you should open it on the show because when people say like, oh, you know, like uh, my present is your presence. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. When people say that. Baloney. You still got to bring them a little something. <laughs> you know what I mean? You bring them something. You bring them something. Right. I, if the my presence is the present, you've got to have a real... A uh, nice view of yourself. If you really think that just showing up is enough. Oh no, that's what the person said. Sorry, your presence oh, is my presence. I said right, it wrong. Right. You're saying like I don't want anything but you there. Right. Which I do think is a nice. It's lie a nice to tell. Let's get into this bag here. Yeah, open it up. Open it up. Now, this is a sound effect that we can put on the mic that people are happy to hear. Uh-huh. Tissue crinkling or reaching in. I'm pulling. Okay, I've pulled out. Oh, I'm honestly thrilled to see this. This is an item I would never buy it for myself because I would never think about it. It's a garlic press and slicer. I mean, are you having a, an honest response? I uh, honestly am because there are these little things. That, I'm not a big cooker, and mm-hmm. so I don't buy a lot of because I rarely cook. But yeah. then the times that I do, I'm suddenly like peeling the garlic or pressing it with a fork and mm-hmm. ruining my evening. Yeah, but t- tell me I, why you brought this. I saw it was over at somebody's house, and I do like a fair. I don't enjoy my my wife cooks a lot. That's like the thing that she likes to do. I'm sure. not big into it. And I'm not a big fan of a garlic press. Okay. Like a garlic press is uh, maybe a lot of work for not a lot of reward and a lot of cleanup. The cleanup? Sh- the cleanup. Crazy. It's crazy in a garlic almost press. Almost impossible. Almost impossible. And it saves you almost no time at all. But I was over at somebody's house and I saw them using the slicer part. And that's when I was like, Okay. So the oh okay. So it, to describe it to the listener, it looks almost like a little phone. Let's be honest. It looks like a wireless phone. Yeah, it looks like a little wireless cordless. Phone. Uh, but it has the natural. We're all familiar with the press, which is mm-hmm. the little holes that you use once and then for the rest of your life are scraping. Are you are scraping garlic out. out of? But below it, where kind of you would talk on the phone, is the slicer. And is it easier to use the slicer? Is it easier to clean the slicer? I don't know because this is the thing. I bought you this because I thought you'd appreciate it. And I do. I have to be very honest here. I'm looking you in the eye. I am thrilled about this. Okay, great. (laughs) I have never used one. Okay. I just very recently saw somebody using one and thought this all dovetailed (laughs) in a very nice way in that when I was asked to come on your show, please no gifts... (laughs) Um, I said no gifts. I said no gifts. Um, (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? Here's the thing. Your your presence (laughs) is my present. So uh, when I was asked to come on 
the the podcast, it, this actually it came right around the same time that I went to dinner at this person's house. And I was like, oh, that's the thing that I like doing when it comes to gift giving. I like to, I think a gift should make that person's life better. Right. In that way of like, what do you get for a guy who has everything? <laughs> exactly. You and get him a little something. That you they- get him a little something that is immensely useful that will save them time and uh and allow for like uh, like somebody put it to me uh in a good way uh, like about a month ago when he uh for christmas got me one of those ember mugs which is like a coffee mug that is charged and it keeps your coffee or tea i've never heard of it's like a little oven it's like a little oven for coffee and it just keeps at the exact same temperature and you set the temperature and it just stays there and there are going to be no big jumps forward in my life from now on like i have experienced i think all of the the like the big headers right, of right. experience so there's no i'm not going to be like i'm not going to i'm never going to have 20% more fun or right. i'm never going to be 20% happier but like something is going to come along that makes my life like a half a percent better and like that ember thing was a great like oh the, my my life is a half a percent better because of this and that's so that's enormous that's enormous the, I mean in adult life in adult life that is enormous and so I feel like even though I haven't used this I feel like <laughs> this is going to occupy that kind of space where like it's not that this gift is is what is helpful to you it's the time that you aren't spending slicing garlic and what do you do with that time that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also when you're slicing garlic on your own, free mm-hmm. form, free rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You slice a finger off. Uh-huh. Uh That I mean, an entire finger. An entire <laughs> lose an entire limb. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you, don't tell me how to slice my garlic, Tim. Uh, <laughs> it's so I, funny that you would say that you don't cook a lot. When the, <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense when the stakes are that high. <laughs> um. But yeah, you're saving me from hospital trips, doctor trips. Uh-huh. And then most of the time, just a little bit of time. <laughs> well, I guess in my head, I was thinking more just like some extra time with your dog or your right. boyfriend or the ones That's... you love. You know what I mean? Like, I guess not <laughs> the doctor. But worst case scenario, you've uh-huh. saved me from the worst case scenario. And these nice little moments when it's just cutting off a little bit of the time of yes. my cooking. Yeah, And I, I think this really is the best type of gift. I mean, I... Another thing I got on this podcast was a car garbage can. Have you ever oh. had one of these? No, but I have had a whole bunch of, of shopping bags, or you know what I mean, like grocery bags in the front oh, seat that yeah, I'm like, oh, this is the way to do it. And <laughs> no, then, you got to get the, you buy the one that hangs off the back of the headrest. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, again, one of these things that's just changed my life enough okay. that I can't believe I was living any other way. And now it's like a new me. Can I ask you a question? Of course. What do you say when a new person gets into the car and sees the car <laughs> trash can? Because this is, I'm not going to say this isn't an amazing gift. <laughs> I'm just wondering if that's going to be a sticking point for some people. It depends on where they're located in the car. Okay. So if we've got a passenger in the uh, front passenger seat, I don't even bother telling them. You don't. Unless they it's probably overflowing. saw it when they were like walking by the car to get into the passenger. Well, they, they probably can do, saw it. They can make whatever assumptions okay. they want because they get fr- they get shotgun. 
they have the power to make their decisions with okay. my, what I'm doing with my life. Now, if there's somebody in the back right seat who now has a face full of garbage, mm-hmm. a lot of apologizing, okay. a lot of uh, lying about how I empty it more often than I do, uh, because this thing is it's probably once every 18 months that I'm having this garbage. Uh, so back left person, it depends on my mood. I might mention it. Uh, I might not. I will say, regardless of the person, I'm I'm selling this to them. I'm selling them on the idea of the garbage. Can. Okay. I'm telling them that despite the fact that it's created kind of a social situation in that moment, when I'm alone, I'm riding free and careless and loving life. I have all of my garbage in its own little container. What do you feel like is the... Um like the, I guess the liquid volume of the <laughs> liquid volume. I mean, I guess liquid volume. How do we measure trash bags? Right. Are we talking about quarts? Yeah. Are we talking, oh, are we talking quart sized? Is that how we measure trash bags? It's like fluid a third... ounces. Uh, how many? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that this would probably take a half gallon. If I were to take a half gallon of milk and just dump it in there, half, which I've okay. been known to do, uh, it would probably just slosh around in the back of uh-huh. the car. Does it have a top? No top. Okay. So it's kind of... Just, <laughs> it is spilling out a little bit. It's spilling... It, there are receipts all over the place. <laughs> and now that we're talking about it, I'm really thinking it's been too long since I last emptied it. But it's all dry trash. I'm not putting in, you know, like a soda cup. I'm not putting in a... Like a banana peel? A banana peel. Nothing that could decompose. This okay. is... It's... The way it's really saved me is like if I go through a drive through or I, like at Target, they force the receipt on me when I didn't need the receipt. Yeah. It's going in there. So it's essentially... All receipts. I don't know how much private information is on a receipt. I don't Could think they're t- allowed to put any. Anymore. Okay, then I'm safe. If I, I think you're safe. No, no car thief would be able to dial in anything. I mean, I do put ATM receipts in there on, on occasion. Yeah, but I don't think. They're, I think they're it really smarter is, than that. I think it really is at the point where I think at some point they were getting sued because there was a time after it was like you, you your credit card number would be on the receipt, not right. just like the XXX and then the last four numbers. Oh my numbers. God. Oh, just the whole ass thing. <laughs> That's so crazy. Just like your, like your raw dog credit card number just right there. <laughs> and somebody like caught wind that like pets, like whatever, Petco or I don't know, please Petco don't sue, uh, please no gifts. <laughs> what was the name of this again? Uh, please don't <laughs> sue this podcast. Um, gifts, no thank you. G- uh, <laughs> That's it. Yes. Uh, so, uh, I think Petco was leaving the credit card numbers on there after the law was passed. Somebody like, what sued them and like got a bunch of money. They should have. Yeah. I mean, no, you don't need to be a security expert to know that's a terrible, that's, idea. that's crazy. <laughs> what are we even talking about? What? And also it would probably save them money in ink, not putting the full number on there. What was the, uh, well, they still have to put the process. X's there. Well, so smaller. I guess depending on the, the number, like, if the number is a, a a one, then the X is definitely more ink. <laughs> well, you're kind of a, a printer expert, kind of an ink master, kind if of, you yeah. will. I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, if you're trying to be cool, I mean, I suppose you'd call me an ink master. <laughs> Wait, is that the name of that reality show? The reality and I believe show. that show was about people like getting into printers and... Uh, I never saw it, but you're right. Yeah, it was kind I, of I, like, they'd look at your Epsons, your... Yes. Your, HPs. Your HPs. And they'd be like, hey, you'd be like, hey, do I need like this app for my phone? And they're like, look, you're never going to use that. They would be like the real inside shit. 
the drama of that reality yeah. show. Have you ever tried to use like a non-off-brand <laughs> yeah, of uh, course. Like ink thing? <sighs> Nightmare. Nightmare. It's a, it's such a lesson learned, but it's you're like, oh, it's half the price. Yeah. And ink is such a waste of money. Of course I'll go with X brand. And then it blows up in your printer or smears all over the place. Have you reached a point in your life where you're either not printing enough or where you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to buy the name brand? I, I have to buy the name brand. Okay. I have. I mean, I've learned the lesson multiple times. Well, I guess that doesn't, I guess I didn't learn the lesson the first few times. Yeah. After a while, it was like, okay, you just have to buy the name brand. Yeah. They've got you over the barrel. And we, there's so little printing done anymore. Yeah. You buy one and it's a year's worth of ink. It really is. But the price is what? could possibly justify the cost of ink. I don't understand. I think somebody broke it down and, and when it comes to like a per, by a per ounce, um, again, this is how uh, this is how trash bags are measured too, so I don't want to confuse the audience <laughs> sure, of, sure. Like, of measurements or liquid volumes or whatever, but I think per ounce, uh, printer ink, ink retails for more than gold. Oh my God, I believe that. Yeah, like like as it, like we're just talking like raw weight versus <laughs> oh, price. No. It's more expensive than gold. Why aren't people uh, rioting? I mean, <laughs> we, we should take to the streets. That's I, ridiculous. I have a friend who has an ex-boyfriend. She was somebody, this is the, uh, well, okay, okay, I'm not going to say it's a friend because it's more like a friend of a friend. Okay. Okay. It was so somebody that is... I like happened to know a lot about. <laughs> and she was like one of those people that was like, was like a was very young, but like a very high powered lawyer, and like dated princes and oh. stuff. But then eventually started dating this unemployed guy, <laughs> and he was watching that show Shark Tank, of course. And there was like a printer ink company that those people didn't. They were like, no, right, right. And so he was like, I'm going to invest in that. What <laughs> he watched the show, and when they all said no to it, he said yes. He got in on it. He got in on it. And did he make money? I, I don't. Oh, I so. thought you were going to be like, and now he's a prince. No, now I believe he has a country. They, no, 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 <laughs> no. No, I believe they broke up and I doubt. He's dead. I he's doubt. 100% dead. He's, he's dead. Anyone who watches Shark Tank and watches all of these expert investors pass on a product and then it's like, time to put my life savings towards that. That's a dangerous lifestyle. Have you ever been on a reality show? Uh, I haven't. I feel like there was a period that like that could have happened or something yeah. like just by accident. But I have. Have you? No, 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 no. Would you? No, I don't think so. Even like a an Amazing Race type situation. There's a long pause. Here. There's a long thoughtful. I think ultimately no. Right. Because I think there is that. Because like the Amazing Race is pretty like. When it comes to reality shows, the ones that I do watch, I do think are more like skill or talent or adventure based, like whatever project runways and uh, right. Paul's drag race, things where it is like, okay, these are about about celebrating people that are good <laughs> rather at than just displaying wild, yes. wild people. Yes. I don't know, even if I didn't do what I do for a job, I don't think that I'm the person that wants to be performative in that way. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. I don't ultimately think that I would be, I like wish I could be that person if I didn't do what I did, but I don't think ultimately, I think it, I would be too uncomfortable like putting on that kind of show. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I could, if somebody was like, we're going to finance your uh, race around the world, no cameras, I'd be on board with it. Yeah, absolutely. But the moment that I'm like, oh, I'm going to be on CBS yelling at my partner... <laughs> 
I don't know that I could get into it. Exactly. Did you ever watch that show Alone? No, I've heard amazing things about this. I My little brother is kind of, he's, when you say survivalist, it sounds bad but he's just like a guy he like one he wanted to like learn how to live in the woods right and he did and he has like a family now like he and his wife they own a little cabin they're about to get plumbing it's a great oh congrats yeah, to congrats the, everyone to involved um <laughs> he wanted to learn how to live in the woods if for some reason something te- went terribly wrong right. and the plane crashed like we all had to rehatch it when we oh, were kids of course hatchet comes to mind immediately so he can do all that stuff um how does he learn he went to like camps when he was in high school. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. There's a guy named Tom Jones. And not not the Welsh Tom not Jones. Not the Welsh. He's not the Welsh. Sex Tom pop. Jones is Isn't Welsh. Isn't that shocking? That when I found out Tom Jones was Welsh and my whole world talking about things shifting your reality. Yeah. I always thought he was like a sexy American guy. He's Welsh. He's well, I mean, well, Welsh. He's sexy Welshman. Yeah, sexy Welshman. So Tom Jones uh like a, 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 you know, a wilderness survival guy in New Jersey runs camps for okay. writing adults and kids. And and my little brother, he's into that kind of stuff. So my wife and I started watching it during the pandemic, great pandemic show. And I remember even as I was like, oh, this might be the one that I would be like, I'd really like to see if I could survive in this way. But then I'm like, oh, you got to like set up the cameras. <laughs> And that's the thing oh, where that I'm like, stresses me out. Right? You are fucking alone. Like you're the one that has to carry the camera. And I'm just oh. like, after like three or four days, I'm like, this shit's hard enough. <laughs> I'm not also the panic of like, is the camera working? Yeah. They like they they run them through like a whole tech training oh. thing. You have and to I go think to they have a like, tech school or something. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't do that. I had to, Annalise recently was doing, uh, remotely engineered the podcast while we recorded in the backyard, and I had to set up the audio equipment myself, and uh-huh. I about had a heart attack. So the idea of being out in the middle of the forest, uh, setting up cameras that would be recording me desperate. Yes. It would be a, that would be a, a hard, hard thing for I me to get on board I think you should watch this show, because it's pretty amazing what the, what the people on this show can do. Has anyone died on it? No, but they they do wellness checks. And the conceit of the show, I don't know if you know this, is that you don't know how you don't there are ten people that get they put get put in similar circumstances, but like miles and miles away from one another. Right. So you have no idea how many people are left. It's just oh. you stay out here until the day where we show up and tell you you won. <laughs> So there is like a oh, psychological no. mind fuck to it, but they do wellness checks every two weeks. And okay. there have been people who have been had to like had to be pulled because they're like, I haven't had protein in seven days. Oh, uh, my water source has begun to dry up. And or like there's in this one case, this one dude was like, he was so fucked up from being hungry. He made like this little two-story like food storage thing because he managed to like kill a moose uh-huh. <laughs> and then he he had built a ladder up to the second story but he left the ladder up and the raccoon got up there and like <laughs> ate all the protein and so oh, even God. though he had like a moose he had like moose meat he was starving to death even though he had food because he wasn't getting enough of the other Ooh, nutrients because this raccoon had of thanksgiving this raccoon went fucking <laughs> nuts or maybe it was a wolverine i mean that wolverine's a star that's an absolute star or raccoon. We don't want to take credit away from her. Can I go back and ask you a question? Of course. And if there are other people in the room that want to weigh in on this, that maybe spend a lot of time with you. Annalise. How, I would say scale of one to 10, how honest were you being about liking the gift that I got you? I was, uh, you really want to know? I do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a real honest 
Let's say an eight. Really? Yes. An eight? It's, it's a. Uh, Annalise, what were you thinking? Accurate. Accurate. Do you He's think? telling the truth. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm telling you the truth because this is something, it's not too big, so it's not like in a clutter. It's mm-hmm. something I put away in my insane drawer of kitchen gadgets that get used on occasion. Now it'll go in there. And then when the time comes, I'm, I'm set. I'm absolutely set. And I don't even have to think about it. This makes me so happy. <laughs> this makes you, me you nailed it. so happy because there is, I think there's like a... Oh gosh, I can't remember what the there's like a Reddit thing. I don't want to talk about Reddit. <laughs> fucking <laughs> well, Reddit brought it up. Fucking worst. Why did I? <laughs> there is like that thing of like there is like a Reddit something of like uh, you had one job, which is like people failing to do. Oh the one sure, thing, sure. Which sure is funny, but there is one and I can't remember what it's called. Where it is like you have one job or something like that. It is a a, a collection of tools that have one purpose. Oh, in use. Right. And it is the singular most satisfying thing I have ever seen. Wait, so it's like showing you different tools that can do one thing really well. Yes. It is that, but it is also... So, like, let's say you have a door that every... Like, every time you open it, it bumps your... Uh, your it bumps your dresser. Oh, uh, sure. Your, I live your, with it forever. Just let it ruin my life. Yes. It also is a way of showcasing people who have decided to take the step. Oh, I need this. The thing so that when you open the door, they've like notched it out perfectly so that it just like glides oh, right through the So thing. satisfying. It is unbelievable. And I, I recommend everybody. Okay, I've got to look this up. Well, yeah, I've got this tool now. I'm and glad you like it. You did an amazing job. Um, well, can, can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. Do other well? Can I ask you two questions? Uh, you, you're allowed two questions. Do other people who that have been guests have they do they ask this many questions? <laughs> uh, some guests say? are very question based. Some people, uh, and I think this just speaks to a lot of people. Some people don't know uh, conversationally don't care about the other person in the room. Oh, okay, that makes. Have you had that experience? Not that often, but you, okay. can, you, but you run into around. somebody on occasion that has no interest in asking questions. Has anybody ever not brought a gift? Because it seems rude to not bring one, even though we are explicitly asked not to. <laughs> uh, I've basically gotten a gift from everybody. Okay. Some uh, some sort of item. I, I mean, it's, it's ranged from like pieces of garbage to useful things to really just like thoughtful things. Somebody so, brought you a piece of garbage? A literal uh, chewed up dog toy. I mean, J- uh, we can name it, name her Jamie Lee. She gave it to me and it was wonderful to get it. But that's the one item I've completely just thrown away. Okay. Where I was like, this is, this is not staying in my house. This, simply, I'm not, I can't have a chewed up chicken uh, hanging around. Okay. But otherwise, it, uh, I would say useful items, one in 10. One in 10? One in 10. And then maybe eight items, which are just like, can become purely decorative or are just a thing that I have to figure out how to live with. How many of these have you given away? And what do you think the average <laughs> amount of time is before you give it away? I have yet to give anything away. How many of these have you done? Hundreds. What are you, do you... I, Tim, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell anyone at this point. It's very, it's a, a threat to my life. 130. 130. You have 130. You have this beautiful, like, minimalist... <laughs> Like home I, that you live in. I don't know what's happening to them. I mean, sometimes people will give me food, so that will be eaten. Okay. Uh, but that that's not that often. They're kind of just piling up. I don't know what to do. It does feel a little bit of a monkey paw situation. 
where it's at some point I'm going to have to have a, like a charity yard sale or something because I, I, I simply can't sustain having this many gifts brought to me. Would you really donate to charity? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I mean, the threat of being discovered <laughs> alone. <laughs> that would be a great scandal, though. Just take, <laughs> pocketing money of, <laughs> I, under the guise of charity. I mean, if I, if I ever want to just burn it all down, that's what I'll do. Oh, I'll God. have this charity yard sale, and then I'll buy a flashy car with the money. I was talking to a guy because I coach some... Uh, some like rec league. I coach like rec league sports teams. Oh, uh, what kind of sports? I did uh, baseball in the spring. Okay, flag football before that. Oh my god. Um, uh, I've coached basketball before. Coming up, I'm going to be doing softball next spring. Okay, but I remember talking to a guy who was also a coach uh, in the rec league thing. He, uh, I think he's in the you know whatever we work in like a steel mill town. He also works at the factory. Right, talking about factories. Yes, stuff. yes. And I was talking about this plan that I had for like how to differ. And this is going to get, I don't think this is, this, I'm not trying to say that this is like an idea that I, only I've had. And wow, what a genius, funny idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like how to defraud Trump supporters. <laughs> and, and I was saying like, it, like, well, okay, well, how do we word this in such a way where it's like, if you're a true MAGA American, whatever, just, you know, fight you know stop the steal xyz here's this gofundme link right but like at no point do i ever say it is essentially what he is already doing right i was going to say just run for president just run for donald president. trump but i and so we were kind of talking about this and i'm not i'm not trying to bring up donald trump or a fucking i don't want to talk about him but what <laughs> i think what happened was is that i was having a conversation with this guy and by the end of the conversation he said like yeah, but in order to do that, we'd need like walk away money. And I was like, we? Oh, he was on the board. Fuck, he was on board so much <laughs> that he was thinking about like, we not like if your walk away number is like 10 million to just be like, <laughs> yeah, I set my reputation on fire and I'm going to live in a different country for the rest of my life. If that was like my walk away number, he was like, how are we going to get to 20? Or like, what is mine? You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to split it with him. Of course, not, but, not in this situation. But this dude was so on board and I loved that. Like we didn't discuss it. He was just like, yeah, what are we going to do? <laughs> That's incredible. Isn't that great? You should go on Shark Tank. You're obviously a natural pitcher. A natural, yeah. natural. You just get people on board. I would love for someone to go on Shark Tank and they're pitching how to defraud Trump supporters. Sharks today, sure. And they're like, I want a hundred percent of that. <laughs> I we will make so much money. Oh. I didn't mean to do that. To do what? Bring up, you know, it was a fun way a, to bring it up. Everybody's talked about it so much. But look, I mean, for four years, that's it was unavoidable. It was. But now it's avoidable. Why aren't we avoiding it? Why did you see what I did there? <laughs> you dragged. Why oh, aren't yeah. we avoiding it? Dragged. Is what I said. Yeah, I'm, I see. I'm sorry, Tim. I think it's time to play a game. I would love to. We're gonna play a game called Gift or Can Curse. Can I say something? Of course. This has been so fun. I'm having a great time, despite the pressure of the neighbors mm -hmm. and the panic. And I was late. And you, oh, give me a break. I thought guests it was a have Zoom. been later before without apology. Oh, you're and you're sitting nice. on my workout bench. I feel like what an uncomfortable it's spot like for you to be in. Okay, I hope so. I feel like as a tall guy, I'd be more uncomfortable, more uncomfortable. in that chair. Interesting. But I kind of like this. Okay. Yeah. The moment you're uncomfortable, I want to know. But uh, okay, this is it. We're going to play a game called Gift or a Curse. Okay. I need a number between one and 10 from you. Uh, four. 
Okay, I have to do some just the lightest of calculating. While I'm doing this, you can recommend something, promote something, do whatever you want. I'll be right oh, back. Oh, great. Oh, so I found myself, as much as I love television, there's just too much of it. And I found myself missing like a contained story. So I've been like kind of nightly, I'm the one that stays up the latest in my family. So after everybody goes to bed, I stay up and I watch, pardon me, I just burped. Um, you can leave that in or cut that out. It's a fucking crazy world. Um, so I've been staying up and like watching uh, like either movies that I really love and that I need to see again or movies that I've never seen. And it's a, been a really amazing experience to go back and see a lot of things that I should have seen. And recently that has been a lot of uh, like sort of L.A. noir crime stories, both modern and old. So like The Big Heat uh, and Double Indemnity. And I just watched um, Wrath of Man, I think is like a modern L.A. noir that's fucking amazing. But like The Big Heat, which was like, I think like one of the preeminent noirs it was like like i think before they discovered like the lighting uh the like the dark sort of you know slat lighting thing it's kind of very brightly lit but that movie goes so fucking hard it goes so fucking hard i have no idea how they got away with what they did in that story nothing good happens to anybody <laughs> um and also all that jazz the Bob Fosse, oh, I guess like biopic, but he changes all the names where he's basically like, I'm the worst person alive. I just happen to be a good choreographer and everybody <laughs> fucking hates me and I'm a piece of shit. Like the movie that he wrote about himself, it fucking bangs so hard. It's so good. And I had never seen it. I've not, I haven't seen Wrath of Man or uh, what did you, all that jazz? You haven't? No, I are, love noir. They uh, obviously all that jazz is not noir, but but like watch Wrath of Man, okay, uh, Guy Ritchie, but it doesn't feel like a Guy Ritchie movie. It's like it is in fact like very deliberately paced in an amazing okay. way, and all that jazz feels it's gonna be like oh whatever this is gonna be. It is amazing. Okay, those are great recommendations. I hope that somebody did you do your calculations? I've got my calculating. We're ready to go. Okay, cool. this is how this game works. Okay. I'm going to name three things. Okay. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. Okay. And then I'll tell you if you're correct or wrong. There are right and wrong answers here. So okay. you could, I mean, you could absolutely fail. Can I ask a question? Of course. Who's like the barometer of whether it's right or wrong? Is it you? Uh, the sense of justice in the universe. Okay. Is kind of the ultimate decider here. Okay. So just be prepared. But you are the conduit. I'm a, con I'm a conduit of many spirits. Okay. Let's be honest. Okay. Uh, okay, so number one, this is a, these are all listener suggestions. This first one is from Shane, and Shane has suggested, gift or a curse, Mr. Peanut. A uh, gift? I mean, 100%. Mr. Peanut, like the logo for yeah, planters? Right. A fucking Terry gift. Peanut. He's in a fucking top hat and spats. <laughs> He's fucking dancing around. I mean, like, I'm sorry, but if you are even considering the idea that Mr. Peanut is a curse, that is so, that is so, so fucked up. And <laughs> I can, I, and like, I will call this out. I have a friend who was in the Planters Super Bowl commercial where Mr. Peanut died and then he was like reborn <laughs> as a baby peanut. And I ultimately don't think that it, Worked, you know what I mean? Like as a the band, Wesley Snipes was in it too. I don't remember Wesley Snipes being in that. Yeah, but so I'm not trying to be like I'm not. Even if my friend was not somehow involved with that company, fuck you if you're like Mr. Peanut. That's a curse. Who wants to live that? Where this is a great thing, <laughs> Tim. Fuck me. It's a curse. No. 
I think look not true. Listen, listen. I Mr. Peanut as a presence I loved, I trusted, I adored up until the Super Bowl commercial. No. And then I saw Mr. Peanut for what it really was. What is it? Attention starved and willing to do whatever it took to get the spotlight. The whole death thing, I had to leave. I had to say, I'm sorry, Mr. Peanut. There are other mascots that I can deal with. I Look, your individual criticisms of that one campaign are certainly warranted and welcome. <laughs> Mr. Peanut was on board. But Mr. Peanut, he's been around for like a hundred years. You gotta mix shit up. Like, I'm not a big <laughs> comic book guy, but like, you know, there are like a million different Spider-Man things that I'm sure not every Spider-Man, you know, even Spider-Man fans would be like, well, there was this one period of time in like the 1980s <laughs> where a storyline kind of like, you know, Mary Jane wasn't canon or whatever the fuck. <laughs> but like, we just deal with that because the larger thing is important to have. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I was on board with Mr. Peanut until that big stunt. And then, you know, if you want to experiment, maybe make him even classier. That would have been <laughs> how I would have targeted that campaign. Mr. Peanut, there's a big change for Mr. Peanut. He has even more manners. Yeah. <laughs> that I think that would have gotten people on board. And instead, they did this big flashy thing and tried to fool all of us. And now he's a curse. You, uh, okay, I want to ask a question. Are we talking about these things in a good, like, I like, and I I basically like, are we talking about this in like a global and universal, from a global and universal standpoint? Or are we talking about like a momentary, this could, is this, is this flexible? Is this, um, what do you, what is this fluid? It's absolutely not fluid. This has been written in the book. An insane, (laughs) insane person. Well, the rest of time will tell. I mean, you and I will pass into dust, Uh but this statement will carry through the centuries about Mr. Peanut and will let future future generations decide who was right and who was wrong. I feel like it's not going to take future generations. Like by the end (laughs) of the parking lot, people are going to be like, yeah, no, no, he's great. (laughs) The listener agrees with me. Okay. Mr. Peanut is a curse. Real quick. Mm-hmm. And I know this is your show and I don't want to interrupt <laughs> the game. I can't remember who said this, but it comes up and I think about it a lot. When somebody talks about how brilliant Frasier was, was because the foil for Frasier was not somebody sort of slovenly. They found someone who was more oh, Frasier than Frasier. Interesting, Frasier's. right? So you Niles. are kind of, you are, honestly, that's probably why you're, go- I'm not saying I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but that is probably why your version would have been very successful because nobody would have seen it coming. Thank you. You would have had found a classier Mr. Peanut and you would have, that would have been the foil. Right. Imagine uh, Professor Almond shows up and suddenly uh, the, the country would have gone crazy. The, the Peanut fortunes would have gone through the roof. Oh my God, the little dog comes in wearing a monocle too and you're like, (laughs) I'm going to scream with happiness. (laughs) I mean, and speaking of Frasier, neither Frasier nor Niles would have ever faked their death. There would have never been a big, uh, splashy Super Bowl ad. Well, I think he did die. Wait, he did? I think he actually did die. Well, this feels... And I feel like, I mean... 
I don't know if it was like from the from like the loam of his body was born a new peanut, but like a new peanut. Oh, Mister Peanut, peanut not mi- Frasier. Yeah, no, not Frasier. <laughs> like I don't remember that happening in Frasier. When you said fake his own death, I was like, holy fuck, did the dad fake his own death? Not John Mahoney, <laughs> Chicago guy, Steppenwolf actor. Oh, that's right. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, excellent actors across the board on that yeah. show. Mr. Peanut died. Mr. Peanut died and was reborn, but I don't know if it was the same Mr. Peanut, but just a baby, or if it was just a baby Mr. Peanut. Uh, Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. But everyone was so mad about it that the company was like, we can't get further into this. Let's just uh, cut cut our losses and go. Um, I interrupted. (laughs) But for good reason. Now, Catherine... Catherine wants to know, gift or a curse, QR codes as menus at restaurants. I can't be more serious about this. Okay, I'm excited. If you thought I was serious about Mr. Peanut, (laughs) and I am going to, you guys don't know me very well. I was 100% serious with what I said about Mr. Peanut. If if it is possible to be more than 100% serious about something, QR codes on menus at restaurants are a fucking nightmare and they need to go away immediately <laughs> immediately it's like we we know like let's let's not even talk about the covid part of it even that part of it where it's like nobody's getting covid because we fucking touched the same menu i understand that printer ink <laughs> is more valuable than gold but just <laughs> print your fucking menus. <laughs> Do not put us on our phones more. <laughs> that it's a curse. You are could not be more correct about oh, this. Oh god. I oh, mean god, there's okay. no arguing with the QR yes. codes. It feels like it's basically stone age science at this point. Yes. We're talking about things we were thinking about covid in March of 2020. Yes. It's not it's not helping anyone. It's not saving anybody. The only thing it's it's keeping us on our phone. The one time that you shouldn't be on your phone is when you're out to dinner with somebody and it's yeah. giving us another excuse to stare at the phone. We got 2 years off from seeing people and the moment <laughs> we could go back to it we were like let's look on our phones with them in the room. <laughs> What a fucking horrible. But just say even on a like a basic level, the what if you don't have service? It's just a, a pain. It's an yeah. annoying thing. You're you're trying to load the website. Half the time the menu is like barely there. You're scrolling yes. way more than you need to. There's always the sub menu. Oh, I hate the sub menu. And then like you're you're going through 50 drinks before you even get to the appetizers. Yes. It's it, they're also being made by people who don't do websites. So it's just horrible garbage. Every once in a while, it's like a PDF that you're pinching oh, to Zoom on. I can't do it. I, and I love to hold a menu. Oh, I love it. I love to have a menu in my hands that I get to browse. You know what? It's like it's like how we mark how we age by like, you know, I'm just fully like, you know, reading over a menu. And then every once in a while, I'll just re- read the description out loud. You know what? <laughs> Nobody asks, but I'm like, you know what I mean? Lardons. You know what I, you know what of I mean? Of course. Yeah, I mean... You're not that old yet, though. Oh, I, I'm in the same age. I'm, I feel like we're like we menu a, generation. We're menu generation. Generation menu. Okay. You have <laughs> For youth, sure. You have a youthful speed. If I mean, I feel like uh, the only people who are not generation menu are people who were born in the last 10 years. Yeah. Everybody else knows and loves a menu. And it, it feels just, anti-science to me. Yes, Ultimately, it it's anti-science. Yeah. Where are you from, originally? Utah. You're from Utah? I'm from Utah. What part of Utah? <laughs> uh, right outside of Salt Lake City. Why are you so surprised? I don't know. 
I mean, I, I, you don't give me like a big Utah. Interesting. Vibe. I mean, okay. like I guess. I mean, I think that's Utah has its benefits and its absolute garbage. I feel like again, this is reductive and and prejudice, and I want you to correct me. I'll, I might my, be on the same boat. Uh, same boat the, with you here. Yeah, we'll be on that same boat, boat. which is definitely the phrase <laughs> that people say when they are on the same page about something. Uh, so. Uh, um, <laughs> that it's either immensely outdoor people, uh, rugged, you know, like campers, right, right, or the other. Yeah, there are, there are all kinds of people in Utah, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, a lot of the men I grew up with were obviously very outdoorsy, man's man, that sort of thing. Uh, so maybe, yeah, I probably don't fall into that camp. You don't give off a vibe that you're like, I'm gonna go like super, like I'm not. You're not like hiking the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that sort of like pack it in, pack it out vibe. So basically, what just to be clear, what you're saying is everyone from Utah is outdoor trash and I am not capable of hiking. So these are the two things that I don't have the strength or wherewithal to even put on a pair of hiking boots. So that's just to be completely, you, you're saying everyone in Utah Worth less than garbage. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Can we somehow forget the last five minutes of our experience together? <laughs> Absolutely not. And just replace everything in your memory that I've said with something better. No, you somebody... are very clear, Tim. You are okay. very clear. No, but I, wasn't. I, I wouldn't last a second in the great outdoors, and everyone from Utah is should be buried. I have met people who have gone to Tom Jones's week-long outdoor survival <laughs> camps, and I'm just saying. <laughs> that it doesn't seem yet like you have gone to one of Tom Jones's <laughs> week-long outdoor survival camps. But again, this never happened. We never had this conversation. Okay, so okay. Utahns, burn them all. Uh-huh. Me, weaker than a worm. Okay, moving on. Okay, you've gotten one out of two so far. You've okay. got one final thing to get a 66% if you get this correct. Listener Sarah Jane wrote in, uh, suggestion... Uh, uh, gift or a curse, t-shirt sheets. Gift or a curse. T-shirt sheets. I don't, I think I'm going to be biased on this one. Okay. Because I don't know if I give a shit about sheets. <laughs> right, right. T-shirt sheets, I feel like I, I think I've slept on them. I think I maybe even currently am. I think I have some at the house. Right. I think that they are fine. Okay. And so I would say a gift. I mean, like, okay, a gift or a curse. If we are just going to yeah, look at those two, we've things, got that binary. I would say it would be too much to call them a curse. Okay, because right. that is immensely negative <laughs> and says that the. But like, if something's a gift, a gift can be an eight, <laughs> or a gift can be a chewed up dog toy, and it's still a gift. There That's a nice a way of looking yeah, at this. So feels like a lot of uh, justifying, rationalizing. The fact that I'm calling them a gift. I, what you've already said makes me think that... <laughs> Are you ready for your final total? Yes. They're a curse. <sighs> and this is why. Uh-huh. I think it's a bunch of baloney. And it's conf- actually, I'll say a t-shirt sheet is confusing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's supposed to mean. Is that supposed to mean it's more comfortable than a regular sheet? Or because a t-shirt... there. There are so many types of t-shirts, first of all. Some t-shirts are deeply uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Some are extremely soft. Some are fine. There's a a rainbow of 100% cotton that uh, when I try to think of that as a bed sheet, I I spin out in a way. I'm standing in the aisle at Target. I'm like, I don't know if this is supposed to be good or bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, and ultimately, no, okay. I moved to the regular sheets. So there's the top end of good, which is like, oh, this is like that shirt that you've had forever, and now you're sleeping in that. Right. But then there's the low end, which is the T-shirt that my friend bought, and his wife saw it and was like, I can see your nipples. <laughs> and they were already out in public. She was really mad when she said it. And so it like really shamed him, because oh, he just no. thought he was wearing a shirt. And that wasn't very nice. She should have waited till later. It really wasn't very nice. <laughs> so that's the low end. That does sound like a comfortable shirt if your nipples are just flying through it. It's got to be soft. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like that's a razor-thin margin, right. too. Like, just on the edge of that. Right. It's, I mean, that's living or dying. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, because if you're just on the edge of being able to see your nipples, then then it's a very comfortable shirt. What's right. your favorite What's your favorite T-shirt? I've got a bunch of favorite T-shirts. Uh-huh. I will say I've got... Uh, I have a T-shirt that I bought with money I was given on this podcast that says has uh, it's an, somebody just gave someone you gave me twenty dollars. It was incredible. The comedian Chris Estrada, he was like best gift in the world, twenty dollars, and it was kind of right. I mean, that's pretty good. Okay, so I went online. Right. I was like, I've got twenty dollars that mm-hmm. has to be spent on something I'll enjoy. I found a vintage T-shirt with a picture of teeth with braces on it. It says, "Brace yourself for a smile." Great. It's so soft. It uh-huh. fits so well. If, a, if sheets were made out of that, it was probably made in 1983. Yeah. So the cotton is now as soft as possible. If sheet manufacturer said 1982 t-shirt sheets, I'd be on board with it. But yeah, t-shirt sheets, curse. You got one out of three. Does the episode get released if I don't get two uh, out of three? We will heavily cut around. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, you know sweetening happens. You know, I mentioned editing earlier and I was lying when I said very little happens. Actually, we basically send it to Lucasfilm. Uh uh, Their audio division takes care of things for us. So you're going to look horrible and I'll look even better than I already do. And just raw audio, I'm an A plus right now. So this thing's going to be, it's going to be solid gold, at least as far as from where I'm standing. What do you think our chances are Download numbers wise. Download numbers for you. I mean, look, and you look, this is a this is a place where you can be honest about right. who I am. There are gonna be some people who are like, oh hey, great. <laughs> but like it's not like I don't know, Harrison Ford is he look Harrison Ford, let's say, let's say Harrison Ford. Say and Harrison, on. the invitation's open. Yeah. Uh you're always welcome. Uh Harrison Ford, you're gonna be looking at probably a five million download. Uh with your performance today. Uh-huh. I'm going to say we're looking at 14 listeners. 14? I mean, how many people are in your family? Well, that would doubt, I guess, around 14 that would doubt more that than aren't that. aren't tired of you. But that aren't tired of me. You're right. Do you want to know a wonderful thing that my mom said to me recently? What? She said, Tim, it's a really wonderful thing that we've all lived long enough for you to become part of the solution and not part of the problem. <laughs> There was probably a period when they were like, Tim's going to be part of the problem. There was definitely, not going to be part of the problem, where I was <laughs> actively a part of the problem. And and it, I think it was really nice for my mom and I to have that moment. And my mom is incredibly funny. And that is incredible. It was great. Uh, but now My mom will 100% listen to this. Well, she better, she better become a dedicated listener. She will. Uh, mom, we're, uh, and now I'm talking to... Well, my mom listens to probably every eighth episode. Okay. But your mom, I'm talking to Tim's mom. You're a dedicated listener now. There's no escaping. She'll, she'll, she didn't take that to heart. Harrison Ford might be a future uh, guest. We yeah. just opened the invitation. So just be prepared for that. Tim, we have to answer one 
one question. One Great. listener question. This is called I Said No Emails. Mm-hmm. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. I've said it before and I've, I'll say it again. They're desperate. They need help. Please what, don't send gifts at <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> Dot biz. Will you help me answer a listener question? Mm-hmm. Let me read this. It says, Dear Bridger and distinguished guest, which is very nice. Kind, uh, of, a, kind of a Mr. Peanut vibe. Yeah, you have got a, you were bringing the pre-Super Bowl Mr. Peanut energy that we all fell in love with and then were ultimately betrayed by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping you can help me with a farewell gift for my daughter's daycare teachers as she moves to the next classroom. For context, this classroom has two teachers who care for eight toddlers around 18 months old. That's a lot of kids. Uh, my kid has picked one as her favorite and then in parentheses, hereafter, the favorite. And she clings to this teacher in a way that can get extreme. She cries when the favorite holds another kid and gets so upset that she has accidentally thrown up before. The favorite entertains this behavior, oh, holding my daughter when she demands and even styles her hair. Both teachers have obviously played a critical role in keeping my child alive and well, but I also want to recognize the special bond that she has with the favorite. Is it weird to give the teachers different gifts, or would it be more weird not to when the distinct preference is really no secret? Teacher gifts usually take the form of gift cards, but it seems like branching out might be appropriate here. Appreciate any insights you might have, and that's from EB. Uh, that's a great question. Well, it sounds like some sort of hypnotism has happened while mom has been away. The favorite has got a hold over this child. You ever? Do we know the age of the child? Wait, Sounds what, what, like 18 months old, toddler-ish. Toddler-ish, okay. So, um, you ever see that movie, uh, Sleeping with the Enemy? Not Sleeping with the Enemy. No, uh, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. No, and I feel like I would love that movie. That title still scares me. Oh, yeah, Rebecca De Mornay? And what She's, happens in it? Oh, well, I think she gets hired as a nanny to like a sort of rich family and then kind of takes the child on as her own. That's and the situation. Starts- and starts breastfeeding a child. Like, that's oh, a big no. moment in the movie where, that's like, so you scary. see Rebecca de Mornay, like, starting to breastfeed the child herself. Oh, no. And knowing what I know now, it actually makes me want to revisit it because I don't, because, like, lactation is not just something you just turn do. on and off. Yeah, you don't just right. turn that on and off. So either there's medication involved or maybe she has lost a baby. Oh. And maybe that's the re, maybe that's like the motivation behind it. So, anyway, I don't. I'm going to have to get into the wiki on that. But <laughs> so that's definitely, let's just agree. That's yeah, let's say definitely that's happening. baseline what's happening. So you're definitely going to want to have some sort of like skin lotion just for <laughs> chapping around, uh, <laughs> around the areolas. Because so you're saying the gift should the be lash, lotion for this woman who has been illegally breastfeeding the toddler. Yes. That's just <laughs> one little thing that, so here's, I think my serious answer <laughs> on top of that, which okay. I am serious about, would be that um, I think you should, uh, I, a lot of teachers in my family, definitely the gift card. Gift card, okay. Definitely like just a, just a raw gift card because they have to spend a lot of their own money on stuff for the classroom that just right. happens. So like, don't say like, oh, it's for this or whatever. Just like, here is money. That's the first thing you should do. Then get something kind of nice, whatever, a nice chocolate thing that's not, doesn't have to be expensive. It's just like, here is money and then here's a little bit of joy, just a tiny bit of joy right? that is not the main focus. And then I think when it comes to the special teacher, it's okay to have them like draw a picture that says, I love you 
Something oh, like that that acknowledges right. it. I throw up when you're not around. Yes. And I think that's how you do it because you don't want to make that other teacher feel excluded because yes, there was that special connection, but you don't want it. You don't. I also feel weird about maybe implanting in this kid that you like, you don't want to have the kids say, you're so much more special to me than this person. Uh-huh. You just want them to say, you're very special to me. I give cards to people around the holidays, mm-hmm. but I don't give a card to everybody. Right. There's a certain expectation that not everybody's going to get a card. A little drawing from the kids, something special just for that person to add on to the other two gifts that are the same. Okay, that's very nice. Now, counterpoint. Oh, wow. You get the less special teacher fired. Look, this other person has gone above and beyond to win your daughter's heart. She's has combing her hair on, like, after vomiting. Silk road or whatever to get those lactation meds. <laughs> I think this other teacher gets the boot. I mean, you write an anonymous email, maybe from several different accounts, to the school principal or whoever. This teacher's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, of course, write one from yourself. Yeah. Uh, just make sure this other teacher is out of there. And then that teacher won't be around when you give this, you shower this other teacher with gifts, and there won't be a problem. So, are you suggesting in this circumstance mm-hmm. that in the email that the, the mother is sending to the administrators of the right. school or whatever from her daycare, main account, from her, from her what? And from her main account, not one of the several fake accounts she set up to also send. Yes, yes, from okay. the main account. I am having a problem because my child. <laughs> Is and I'm talking about not this is the non favorite teacher. You accuse the non favorite teacher as being the one who is breastfeeding. Oh, so that when that teacher says, What are you talking about? That's insane. That's the teacher. Who's going to believe that? (laughs) That is brilliant. See, this is why we have to talk through the ideas together. And then we've gotten rid of this, this. Kind of mediocre teacher. Yes. This kind of this other teacher who is hypnotizing children mm-hmm. gets to keep her job, and she obviously yeah. loves doing it. Uh, and she's kind of this, you know, guru type, mysterious, mm-hmm. and is, uh, has holds a certain power. She gets to hold on to that. Yeah. And this other teacher gets to go find another career. Because you are right. If you're not willing to make the kind of sacrifices that this, I mean, like she's putting her body at risk. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not a, I mean like if you get like a clogged duct like that's no that sucks <laughs> that sucks she's really have, going out of her way you have to pump when the kids aren't around because <laughs> it just gets to be painful you got to store it you know you're sacrificing freezer storage right she's probably looking up lessons online to just because she's obviously this is just for the kids she's teaching she's got to figure out how to do it herself I mean, we live in a fucking crazy world. Night nurses, there are lactation consultants out there. Oh, there certainly are. So so, this person's probably paying for lactation consultant lessons. Again, as you mentioned, the gift card uh, will go to paying for things because she was paying for these lessons. Yes. I think it's a perfect gift. Yeah, I Uh, think so. I think we've we've saved three lives today. (laughs) And then also, all those other kids... (laughs) <laughs> at that daycare, we've saved all their lives too. We absolutely. I mean, we are. This is a charity service. Yeah. Ultimately, this podcast is a charity this, service. This right here. Think about all the lives that we've affected. <laughs> we are the butterfly that flaps its wings. <laughs> this is the butterfly effect. This is the beginning of the butterfly effect. You heard it. <laughs> it will echo through time. Mm-hmm. Tim, I've had such a wonderful time with you. 
This has been so great. Thank I you. I now have this terrific gift that's actually useful in my life. And uh, thank you for being here. It's been my absolute pleasure. Now, 14 listeners, including uh-huh. Tim's mom, the episode's over. So you've got to go find something else to do. You've got to be productive. Or maybe not. Maybe laze around on the couch all day. I don't care. Do whatever you want. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by John Brantley. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But I invited you here. I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home. Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!